0: Hello and welcome to The Pulse. In today's show, is open political debate in Hong Kong under greater threat? And if so, how can it be guaranteed? We talked to Professor Joseph Cheng about that. We also look at the latest developments in the dog breeder laws that animal welfare groups say are good for the hobby breeders but won't help maltreated dogs. And the villagers of Choi Yun-chun still in limbo despite government promises that a new village would be built for them. First though, It's an old complaint that too few areas of Hong Kong Island's northern waterfront are open to public access. And now there's controversy that one area in Central may be
1: zoned for exclusive military use. Right next to the People's Liberation Army garrison headquarters in Central, a dock for military vessels is under construction and apparently almost completed. And yet, the government is still in the process of asking the town planning board to rezone this area from open space to military use. There was a public consultation, but it only ended on April 15th. Some have asked how construction could begin before the so-called public consultation ended. A military berth next to the PLA garrison headquarters is mentioned in the Planning Department's 2011 Urban Design Study for the new Central Harbour Front. But inside the document, a master layout plan shows the location as designated for a military berth, but still categorizes it as for a public facility, not for military use. The Civic Party and concern groups, including Designing Hong Kong, have protested against the rezoning. Assorted groups and individuals have sent 1,400 objection emails to the town planning board asking for the waterfront to be restored to public rather than military use.
2: I think Hong Kong people are very tolerant and that uh, we respect uh, uh, historical uh, usage and therefore uh, there is no objection to the PLA having a berth and having their uh, uh, vehicles uh, uh, coming uh, on and off. Um, but then uh, the question is about uh, uh, this piece of, of land uh, which is on the waterfront. Now over the last 10 years this piece of land has always been zoned as an open space for public use. So why should there be suddenly a change of heart by the government.
1: The planning department says that the military dock is planned for in a 1994 agreement between China and Britain. The details of that agreement were never made public. At the time, the Sino-British Joint Liaison Group held many meetings regarding the transfer of British military sites and facilities to the PLA. According to one source, The PLA has been in direct contact with at least two government departments in recent months about amendments to the design of the docking area, the Civil Engineering and Development Department and the Planning Department. The Pulse asked the Planning Department what form communications with the PLA had taken, but so far has received no reply.
3: 無論維港的北岸 Actually, On Tuesday,
1: a commentary in Da Gong Pao criticized the Civic Party for kicking up a fuss. It said that the Party is stirring up the issue because it wanted to prevent the PLA from intervening in Occupy Central, if it should turn into a riot. It also says the Civic Party is smearing the PLA's good image to block the presence of the army, undermine its status, and promote the idea of making Hong Kong into an independent political entity. The conspiracy is a sinister one, it says.
3: 究竟在行政或司法程序上 To erect a
2: structure, basically illegal, the open space, you know, violates the law. So how can a government uh, uh, set a bad example in violating its own law?
0: Is public debate on constitutional reform and other political subjects in Hong Kong under threat? There have been an increasing number of chaotic scenes at public debates on constitutional reform, like this one, which caring Hong Kong power decided to attend.
4: <音><音><音>
5: Well, with
0: us in the studio is one of the organizers of that debate, Joseph Cheng. Joseph Cheng,
5: can I ask you, are we seeing an upping of the temperature here? Yes, arguably so, but we see this as a very dangerous sign, a very dangerous trend, threatening the core values of Hong Kong people. You see, we typically, Hong Kong, uh, on July the 1st in the morning, you have rallies celebrating the return of Hong Kong to China, and and in the afternoon, 3 p.m., Victoria Park, we have pro-democracy rallies and so on. And we have been um, existing, coexisting very peacefully. Now these threats may mean that uh civil society can no longer hold peaceful rational discussions and on one hand we have been asked to offer proposals on constitutional reforms and on the other hand we can't even organize public forums what some people may say is well these pro government people are merely doing
0: what the uh, more extreme part of the pro democracy movement's been doing which has been for quite a number of years disrupting public events
5: well I'm not defending those, those acts, but I would say that anti-government protests is usually a test of the tolerance of the authorities, and certainly legitimate governments have no fear of these uh, protests, whereas pro-government groups uh, trying to disturb civil society meetings is a very dangerous sign. These are the things we see in third-world authoritarian countries, uh, pro-government vigilantes, uh, disturbing civil society meetings, whether they are f- uh, organized by trade unions, human rights groups, and so on. Fortunately, we haven't gone to the stage when, when these groups' people beat up uh, uh, the other side's participants. And, but but and this is dangerous. And from your point of view, what is the, the best response?
0: I mean is it just to shut down these um, fora when they get
5: out of hand there's not much we can do we certainly want to continue to demonstrate our goodwill our sincerity to engage uh, the community we shall continue to do these things Uh, and we can only appeal to public opinion support we hope that the community as a whole will condemn these activities and we try to organize these public events as far as possible and but
0: you're not going to have less of these events or are you
5: no we definitely not because we certainly want to engage the public we certainly want to uh, continue to Uh, encourage community discussion of these uh, very important issues. Uh, We may be forced to organize events without public participation. That is, we only invite people to come and the media to come and so on. Well, that would be quite a
0: success for these Uh, protesters because they want your events to be as low profile and
5: as invisible as possible. We understand, but uh, at the same time, I'm afraid that this damages Hong Kong's reputation. How can Hong Kong claim to be a world-class metropolis uh, and international financial centre when civil society meetings are constantly being disrupted and when there are very strong suspicions that these people are paid by the pro-Beijing United Front? Joseph Cheng, thank you very much
0: indeed. And we'll be back after the break. Welcome back. At a Food Safety and Environmental Hygiene panel in the Legislative Council on Tuesday, legislators once again discuss proposed amendments to dog breeding laws. The Agricultural, Fisheries and Conservation Department, or AFCD, is suggesting that breeders should apply for different forms of licence in accordance with the scale of their breeding operations.
1: At this week's meeting... Some legislators raised concerns as to whether the government's proposed amendments to dog breeding laws would allow it to effectively monitor dog breeding and trading and enforce
4: them. Mm -hmm. Home
6: 其实那个考虑, 我想除了是, 即是, 嗯,
1: Claudia Mo's motion asked the government to allow just one type of breeder license that would require adherence to a strict Uh, code of practice. The motion was passed. It isn't legally binding, but Claudia Uh, Mo hopes it will encourage the government to take notice.
6: Why do we need that particular motion? That's because they're trying to uh, legalize what's actually illegal these days. They have various kinds of licenses uh, in order to, it says here too, to accommodate, to suit different needs of breeders. I beg your pardon. That would mean indirectly encouraging people to, uh, oh, I'll just go and apply uh, for a license and then uh, I can have uh, a little roof space somewhere and uh, I'll do a pet trading, dog trading as uh, my uh, a livelihood or something. The main
7: thing is, is um, one license only, making it uh, difficult for anybody to obtain a license because we believe that unless you can provide the unless you have the knowledge about the dogs and the breeding and unless you can provide uh, the proper environment for dogs then you shouldn't be breeding them
1: Sally Anderson is the founder of Hong Kong Dog Rescue according to data from AFCD last year 4722 stray dogs were caught 2009 dogs were abandoned Just 666 were rehomed, almost 5,675 were killed. There is a correlation between dog breeding and abandonment.
7: They don't intend to limit the number of licenses that they issue, which um, is crazy uh, from anybody's point of view, I think, because how can you monitor unlimited number of breeders? Um, there has to be a limit, because while dogs are being abandoned and killed at one end, you can't have unlimited breeding at the other end. There has to be a control so that everything is is um, well, under control.
1: The 139B concern group which includes over 20 dog welfare groups even wants the dog breeding industry to be cut back.
4: 從買買的反應呢,長遠來講呢,其實應該慢慢應該去食米,那個都會信任市民的教育。
1: with the help of legislators, the animal welfare groups had a closed door meeting with the Under Secretary of the Food and Health Bureau
4: on Wednesday. Hopefully,
7: if there's enough pressure from those supporting LegCo members, we will get to see it um, ma- made a difference.
0: Two years ago, despite their protests, the villagers of Choi Yun-chun were forced out of their homes as their village was demolished to make way for the Guangzhou Shenzhen Hong Kong Express railing. The government moved them to temporary accommodation until a new village could be built. And they're still there. <laughs>
4: Eighty year old Yao Kai
1: Wun, a former resident of Choi Yun Chun, moved into this temporary housing two years ago. But it's already less than ideal.
4: <音><音><音> Uh,
1: The former Choi Chun was demolished and its residents relocated to make way for the Guangzhou, Shenzhen, Hong Kong Express rail link. Villagers protested vigorously at the time and asked for a new village to be completed for them before they moved but as government land resumption pressed ahead, they had no choice but to
4: relocate. Uh,
6: uh,
1: However, the government has left the former Choi villagers in limbo. When The Pulse filmed here just weeks ago, the road to the new Choi was blocked. The blockage has since been removed but arguments over right of way to the access route continue construction vehicles and cars have been prevented from entering and about 50 families are still waiting for their promised new village to be completed
4: <音><音> a
1: recent meeting was held with villagers from the two adjacent villages. Representatives refused to be filmed, but some did agree to a sound recording. A
4: Able
1: to get no active help from the government former former Choyunchun villagers went to the Hongyi Yi Cook. Weeks after the protest, there's still no news of resolution. The head of the cook, Lao Wong Fat, refused an interview with the Pulse, saying he's still coordinating. There are land ownership problems still left unresolved. Apart from the sections of government land, the road leading to the new Choyunchun involves many land rights. Some of the owners are indigenous villagers. Others are outsiders that don't even live nearby. Even two years ago, when the former Choyunchun villagers moved here, they already encountered road owners blocking their access. According to them, Lao Wong Fat proposed they sell a portion of their land in return for that access they firmly rejected the offer. Later, Lau settled the matter. However, the right-of-way still isn't completely cleared. According to the land registry, part of the path currently belongs to a property developer, Charming Star Properties Limited. Nearby, new village estates are being developed, With the development comes the need for land. The two adjacent villages have already seen construction of new houses. Uh, The uh, Hengyi Gok members are uh, landowners, and they have a lot of uh,
3: vested interests to protect their own welfare. And therefore, in resolving conflicts like these, a lot of times these people themselves are involved in trying to get more benefits
1: to themselves. The government did say it was coordinating meetings between the villagers. However, it's refused to intervene, saying that the road lies on private land. It has left the matter in the hands of the rural committees.
0: And that's it for this episode of The Pulse. We'll see you at the same time next week. Until then, goodbye.